podcast with me, your host, Kim Perry, who is officially verified on Instagram. <laughs> I got the blue check. And you can have yours too for the low price of $14.99 a month. All right, wait, let's just talk about this for a second. I did address it on my story because it's, it's a, I don't want to say controversial, but yeah, people have opinions about it, which is, you know, to each their own. And I'll share mine originally when they came out and said, hey, we're going to make this available to everyone. It's going to be $14.99 a month. And I I laughed. I was like, no, that is so lame. Like, of course, they just want to get money out of people or out of me. And I don't need the blue check. But for years, I wanted it. I really did. I One of my friends got it. And she only got it because she paid a guy who, you know, her friend knew a friend knew a friend who worked at Facebook. And she paid him $2,000 to get a blue check. And I only wanted one because I wanted that that little symbol of like uh, official. This is an official person. This this person is reputable. But the way Facebook gave them out or Instagram, Meta, whoever is in charge over there, it was so bizarre. Like they were very choosy and it was like only for celebrities or people who paid someone on the inside. Like... How sketchy does that sound? So anyways, when they said everyone can pay for it now, I was like, no, mm -mm, I don't even want it anymore. But it's not just for the blue check. It's for the security of knowing my account is protected now, which again is another like kind of controversial thing. Like all of our accounts should be protected. All of our information, you know, the customer service over there should be doing their due diligence anytime someone's account gets hacked or what have you. But unfortunately, that's not the case. And you have to pay for that now. So I was like, you know what, as much as I don't want to give them my money, I mean, $14.99 a month, that's like, I I did use this as an example, like someone's Starbucks budget. Let's say if you say I'm going to spend $15 a month at Starbucks, what is that one visit? (laughs) If you're getting the kids a cake pop, or at least for us. So it's like, I can afford that. I'll just cut down on the drive-thrus. I'll I'll buy one less thing on Amazon every month or (laughs) it's a business expense. And we're doing our, we're wrapping up our taxes right now. And let me tell you, I need as many business expenses as I can get over here. I am drinking out of my new year glowing mug. Check out this year glowing merch. You can't see it, but I will. I did share on my stories last week. Maybe I'll try to post it again today. The shop is almost ready. I want to make sure everything is super cute before I release the link, but as soon as I have it, it'll be in the show notes. So just anytime you're listening to an episode, just tap on the show notes in the middle, beginning, at the end, just to see any any updates in there, any important things, right? Like think of that as like the highlight section, like things I... I think you need or would like to have will be in the show notes. I'm going to take another sip right now. It's a hot tea kind of afternoon. I'm just like still feeling a little stressed, just trying to catch up from last week and prepare for next week, which we are full on prep mode for wellness week. If you have not joined, I'm going to put the link below in the show notes. This is another important link. Wellness week. It's a free week of workouts. We're working out together. It's a great chance to get back on track or really find just a few days of motivation to kickstart your routine heading into late spring and into summer, you know, heading into the mother's day season where we're going to really focus on taking care of ourselves, right? So wellness week, join me. 
it's just, it's free. It's a free week of workouts. You can use it with me live or, you know, the weeks after, months after, anytime you want to revisit it, it will be there for you, which I'm so excited about. Wellness Week 2023. Oh, actually, this is the first annual. I've never done a wellness week before, so I'm really excited and I can't wait to see you in there. Some weekly favorites I want to share with you are the Soul CBD Drops, the tincture. I think I have the, oh geez, I don't know what milligram it is, but I, I have a, the ra raspberry lemonade flavor is so good in my tea or just straight out of the tincture. That's how it's designed. You can just put it under your tongue to help really relax and just ease your thoughts. Like if you have kind of like racing thoughts, that's the only way I can describe it. Just boom, 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 boom. Like your mind is just going and you almost feel like you don't have control over it. I experienced that. So that's what I like to use the drops for. Just not, not even slowing down the thoughts, but being able to take them in, hear them and say like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to let this stress me out right now. I can, like, I just feel like I can think more clearly when I use those drops and I have it in my tea right now because I wanted to be able to come to you clear minded. But I think it's hard for me to really take the time and focus on one task without my mind thinking about either the next task or something I forgot to do yesterday. So soul helps me with that. So that is one of my favorites for the week. Number two, Dime came out with a exfoliating body scrub. It is, it's whipped. It's a whipped body exfoliator. It's weird because it's creamy, but there's like beads in it to exfoliate your skin, which I love a good deep clean and I would love to exfoliate every single day, but I know it's not good for your skin to do that. So I'm only going to be using it two or three times a week before I do my body wash. That's how it's designed to be used. Also, they made this body scrub after their whipped facial scrub. So they have an ex whipped exfoliating mask for your face, but the one for your body, it's a little bit like the beads are a little bit bigger because the skin on our body is thicker than the skin on our face. So it's a little bit more intense. The one you're using on your body it leaves you feeling creamy, dreamy, smooth. We love it. I'm excited about it. I will link that below. My code Perry 20 saves you 20% off. Oh, I forgot to mention the soul code. <laughs> Kim Perry in all caps saves you 15 off of a soul CBD. I'm working on trying to get my codes all the same because wouldn't that make life so much easier if you could just go to any website and when it says enter discount code, you could just type Kim Perry just to see if it works because that was the universal code. <laughs> We're, I'm working on that. I am working on contacting every brand and asking, can this please be my code? So for Dime, it's Perry20. I'll put it all out in the show notes. I also tried this past week from Peter Thomas Roth, this five solution cream. It's supposed to firm. This is supposed to exfoliate as well. Hydrate do all of the things. And honestly, like it, it's a good cream. It's a good moisturizer, but I don't think it's any better than my dime and my Tula products. Like I really love my beauty sleep nighttime Tula moisturizer, honestly. Not, not to say like there's nothing wrong with, with the Peter Thomas Roth one. I'm so grateful that they reached out to me and said, hey, can we send you this to try? I was like, heck, Yes. Can you throw in some eye gels? Because I love those. So <laughs> I feel like that's the one, like I love Peter Thomas Roth for their eye gels. Their other products are are great, but I, I feel like I have everything I need with Tula and Dime. You know, like I'm not looking to replace it. I'll, I'll add it in every once in a while. It's a great product having that Peter Thomas Roth moisturizer, but I don't think it's 
something that will replace anything I currently have. Love is Blind, that's the only thing we watched because they, I haven't, I'm not currently caught up because I'm recording this before the finale and before the reunion, but Love is Blind, how good were the last few episodes, okay? If you're like, Kim, this is why you keep talking about this show. It is worth the hype. It is truly worth it. I have invested a lot of my thoughts on who's going to come out married and who is not. And I know you're listening to this, or I, and I myself am going to be listening to this Monday morning after watching the finale, the reunion, seeing who got married, who's still together, who got, broke up, who got back with who. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. If I mean, it's still on Netflix, so you can go and watch anytime, but that is my recommendation. Love is Blind, season four. Moving into this week's topic, which is kind of a heavier topic, but I'm only chatting about it today because I'm at the point where I can talk about it. I know it's a sensitive subject, pregnancy loss, miscarriages, infertility. It's a heavy subject. There's a lot of emotions that come with it. And I want to be sensitive the way I I say this. Please know I'm telling my story in the way that makes the most sense for me to tell right now. It probably would have been different if I had this conversation five years ago, right after it happened. I cannot believe it's been five years or even like a year after it happened. So here's the story of my miscarriage. If you weren't around when it happened, and again, I'm not going to get into too much detail. I'm hoping it won't be too emotional, but you never know. The waterworks, they just, they start moving sometimes. Okay. All right. So after we had Ayla, I knew I wanted my children to be close in age, or I thought I knew I wanted them to be close in age. You don't always get to pick things like that. And that was something that I had to learn after and then also learn to trust in God's planning because now looking back on it and after having kids, children, babies that were only 20 months apart, I can't imagine having them any closer together. All right. So I have Ayla and she's just over one year old and we said, let's go for number two. Because by the time we get pregnant, have another, Ayla will be like almost two years old. We got pregnant on almost the first try. I mean, yeah, pretty much. The way I got pregnant is actually a miracle every single time. Because hello, pregnancy is a miracle. Conception, miracle. Like it's just crazy how the human body is designed so perfectly to conceive a child and then to carry it. And it's just amazing what... God designed us to, to make babies like that. Anyways, I didn't have a period after I had Ayla. So the fact that I was able to get pregnant without knowing my cycle, without knowing my ovulation, like, wow. Like that truly is, like people would say that's a medical mystery, but like maybe it was my first ovulation. But the chance, it's just so bizarre that the first time we go to try and have a baby was also the time that I was ovulating because we had no idea since I wasn't getting a period. Okay. So that's strange in itself. I got pregnant in September of 2017. So Ayla literally just turned one. I had the ultrasound and the doctor or, you know, ultrasound tech was like this baby's measuring. First they said, you know, the heartbeat is faint, but it's there. There is a heartbeat. The baby's measuring six weeks. Call your doctor, make the appointment. And I called my doctor, made the appointment and they could not see me They were like, no, we're booked. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) 
They were like, we can't see you until December. This is, mind you, okay, wait, maybe I'm getting my dates wrong. I must have been pregnant the first in October, but I, they couldn't see me until December when I was going to be 14 weeks, just over 14 weeks pregnant. And you're supposed to go between 10 and 12 weeks. And they were, they were like, well, this isn't your first pregnancy. So you can wait, <laughs> you can just go basically in your second trimester, which I was like, okay with, but also, you know, your first trimester when you just aren't feeling that great. And, and if it's your second pregnancy, right. I was like, yeah, you, you got a point. Like, I don't need to go to the doctors. Like they're just gonna do the whole, Hey, you're pregnant. This is what to expect thing. So, you know, I'll, all these weeks go by. I'm just going to work like normal. I did have some like nausea, but nothing crazy. I just felt, I felt really tired as one does in their first trimester or as someone with a one-year-old trying to leave the house at like 6.45 every morning to go teach for the entire day. Like I was tired and, you know, just caught up with life. And then I actually got to go on a work trip as a teacher. We don't really go on work trips, but I got to go to a conference. I was so excited. It was in Nashville, Tennessee. It was my first time ever going to Nashville. I was with my male boss. He was the one I reported to. He was the one that came to like watch me in my classroom, give me feedback, that sort of thing. I also had the vice principal was there. She was a very nice woman. And then there was another teacher who was also a female on the trip. So there was four of us. We flew down together. We stayed in separate rooms in a hotel. And then we, you know, traveled every day together. So just I'm setting the context because this is when it happened. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, now I feel the emotions again. Like it's, it's so, wow, it's, it's crazy. So I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. I think we're on like day two or three of the trip. It's hard to talk about. <laughs> I thought I was going to be able to be like, oh, this is no problem. But like reliving it. Basically what happened was I got out of the shower and you know, hotels, they have white towels. I've never been to a hotel that doesn't have white towels and I'm drying off and I see blood like bright red. Instant panic. Ugh. And like confusion, just so many thoughts. I called my doctor. I called Justin, called the doctor. They're like spotting is sometimes normal. I feel like everything in pregnancy, you say like, oh, this hurts. This is bothering me. This is happening. I say, that's sometimes, that's normal. Like everything is normal, which also means nothing is normal. But I got alarmed when the nurse said to me over the phone, can you go to an emergency room? And my heart just like dropped because... Number one, like, why do I need to go to emergency room too? I'm with my work people. I'm not like with Justin or my family and I'm so far from home. I just started to feel that distance of how actually far away I was. And I, I was oh, just panicked. But then we ended up figuring out like, okay, let's just see how the next few hours go. But I am so nervous because the hotel was like 40 minutes away from the, the, the conference. So I'm like, what if something happens to me the entire day? I felt like I just, I couldn't focus on anything other than my body and the bleeding did stop, but I, I didn't, I didn't stop. Like I was just mentally like, is this happening? What do I do? Something else for context. Justin's best friend and his wife had their first child two weeks after we had a Hila. So her and I were pregnant at the same time. We had a very similar due date. Baby showers around the same time. You get the picture. So this second time around, we were both pregnant again. And this time we had the same due date. And I'm only saying this because when you get pregnant and you find out and you have the due date, you start to picture your life and you build up this expectation and this plan and this story and this life that you're, you're going to be living and that you are living. 
So when you start to miscarry, there's so much sadness because you're grieving not only a human person, but the life that you thought you had laid out in front of you. It's like being everything being stripped away, not just the pregnancy. Is it one in four women experience miscarriage, which is crazy. That's crazy high. And if you look at your friend and how many times everyone has been pregnant, like it just blew my mind. And like, I'm honestly... I'll get back to the story in a second, but I have been able to use that experience and find gratitude in it because I can't imagine not knowing. I I didn't know. And I had friends that had miscarriages and I didn't understand it. I didn't know that feeling. And I'm fully transparent here. I remember thinking when when someone had a miscarriage, I was just like, well, it's so early though. Like, and I, now I realize how insensitive that sounds. I, I did have those thoughts because I didn't know what it felt like. And being able to empathize and connect with these women who have also experienced it, it's just something that I feel like I'm bonded to others. Like we're all bonded from this because it's like I mentioned, like indescribable. And also it's such a specific pain and sadness that no one can understand other than those who have experienced it. Back to the story. I fly home a nervous wreck. The bleeding had pretty much stopped, but I was still obviously panicked. We did blood work. Still, this is all before I was supposed to have that original appointment. The blood work didn't come. Oh no, we had an ultrasound, right? And the ultrasound, so we did the blood work first. We did the ultrasound and I have a lot of friends in the healthcare field. So I say this with the most respect, but we experienced a lot of basically someone who's not sensitive, not empathetic, right? We had an ultrasound tech who like, I get it. The ultrasound tech can't tell you important information um that's for the doctor to tell you so they the woman couldn't say like oh yeah you miscarried but she's reading the the screen and she you know moved it away from us so we couldn't see put it at a different angle and we kept asking you know can can we just see what's going on can we see she's like i'm just taking measurements and we're like yeah we just really wanted to see justin i stayed hopeful the entire time like we're just like it's going to be okay we're gonna you know we just have to do this as as part of the procedure and we asked her again like you know can can we just like look and she said there's really nothing to see which when you are thinking you're having a miscarriage or going through one that's probably not the best thing to say okay like just yikes I like I said I have a lot of friends in the healthcare industry And I have a lot of respect for them and it's a hard job that they're doing. But I mean, come on, come on. You could be a little kinder. Maybe if you're having a rough day, like too bad. You, this is your job is to be compassionate, do your job and just know that the person in front of you laying on the hospital bed might be miscarrying or going through something really traumatic. I still, Justin gets so enraged by that. So just rude. Oh, makes you mad. Anyways, I'm at work when it's like, I think it must have been the Monday I got back because I did the blood work and the ultrasound at like the ER over the weekend. And then yeah, Monday morning, I am just waiting for the doctor to call because I cannot just not know. I hated the not knowing. I I had called. I finally got the doctor on the phone and I just like, I just feel like my heart breaks for my doctor who had to tell me that I, I did miscarry. 
and the my body didn't know that I miscarried, right? Like I was this this fetus, this embryo was still inside of me. So anyways, I just lost it and left work without telling anybody. <laughs> Basically, like I was just like I got I can't be here. I literally just burst into tears and left. It was just not not a good moment emotionally. And then, you know, the discussion started, do we have a DNC, which is, you know, a procedure to remove everything or wait till it happens naturally? And then I was like, "Well, when is it going to happen?" Because they said the baby stopped growing at 8 weeks. And now we're 14 weeks. Like, why isn't my body responding? So I was upset at myself and like just this game of like, oh, it, it's such a, it's such a mental F. <laughs> Mentally, it's, it was draining. Emotionally, it was draining. And then physically, also draining. So I ended up scheduling a DNC and then everything passed at home before I got to that day. I took a few days off of work. It was so incredibly hard. Like I had never felt that sense of loss. Like I talked about like so heavy, devastating, like you and I learned, I was like, I need to let my body feel all of these emotions because trying to pretend it didn't happen. I don't know how people do that because people do women don't talk about it and that's okay maybe that's how they're healing for me I couldn't hold it in I had to tell I had to tell well I had already told my family I was pregnant so now I have to tell them I had a miscarriage but I learned from that I would rather people know I was pregnant and then know I had a miscarriage versus hearing after the fact or not, never knowing at all okay I'm really close with my family friends even on Instagram at the time I, I, I opened up about it because I was like, I can't come on camera. I can't post a photo with a caption and pretend that everything is normal. Like, and still to this day, I can't do it. I can't do it. It feels so inauthentic to post like a happy, positive thing when I am feeling like at my lowest low. It's just so inauthentic to me. After I posted about it, it really, whew, it really, like I said, connected me to a lot of women that I had no idea. Just hearing from others who had experienced something similar. Um, oh my gosh. Like it just really like as heartbreaking as it is to know that this happened to like some of your family members, community, your family friends it at the same time it brings a sense of comfort like you're not alone you feel less alone and that really helped me so much and also like I said I felt so grateful to have a daughter like I had Ayla I had a one-year-old and I was like oh my gosh like this is wow I am so so grateful but at the same time I'm so so sad and it was weird feeling those two polar opposite emotions at the same time very strange and like I felt so vulnerable I felt so like not weak but just vulnerable I felt like frail and who not like myself okay I, I I can honestly say I I have grown a lot from it having that level of vulnerability and then being able to witness it in others and be there for others while they were feeling that as well and if you are going through that or you recently just did please know that you are not alone I feel for you right now in my heart and as much as we can't change the circumstance you will grow from this and it might not be what you wanted it's obviously not what you wanted or planned for. I'm here for you. I'm here to listen. I know what it's like, maybe not at the same level, but I have been there. I have been broken. I have been down. I've been low, sad. So let's just 
take a minute here. If you've never been through it before, like that is amazing. And I'm, I'm honestly happy for you and I hope you never have to experience it. But I want to give you some words or you know, practical things you can do for someone who maybe is because between our community, the amount of women who will experience a miscarriage, it's just alarming the rates, right? But how to respond to someone who has had a miscarriage recently. We had one friend, my, my friend, Kelly, the one who she was pregnant, we had the same due date. When she found out about this, she was like, Kim, I am so sorry. And she actually said like, you do not have to talk to me. I, I imagine like this is going to be, <laughs> she's like, I know how hard, cause she had had a miscarriage her very first pregnancy. So she's, she knew, you know, she knows. So she was like, if you don't want to talk to me, like, just please ignore any messages, but I am here for you. And I just so appreciated that. And I, I did want to talk to her, but just her saying that like made me realize like, okay, she's here for me. She is, she's aware. She's hyper aware of how I'm feeling right now. And that was just so appreciated right there. I also had a friend who was pregnant at the same time, but hadn't announced it yet. She was a few weeks behind. And then I told her I had a miscarriage and she did not mention her pregnancy because she didn't want to hurt me anymore. She didn't want to, mm -mm. she just, she's like, I, I'm, I'm going to take a step back. And I, like, and that's another really good friend. <laughs> I think I'm more emotional about my friends right now. And just like, just really thinking about, what they did and said for me in those moments was just like really cool. It's just freaking thank you. <laughs> and it was her first pregnancy too. So she totally could have been just like, I'm pregnant. I'm so excited. But she held off knowing that I was suffering loss, you know, but other things outside of that, if, if you're looking for something to say, or if someone hits you with this news and you do not know how to react here. I mean, saying I'm sorry, like, I'm so sorry. Like, that's one thing. And for, you know, for, for someone like me, that's enough. But other people, <laughs> other women I know will hear like, I'm so sorry. And they're like, that, that doesn't do anything for them. So if you're looking to just be a, another level of support for them, you could first acknowledge their loss, like acknowledge it by, and how they're feeling. Like, just, just hear them out like I hear that I, I see that you're so sad that must be so difficult and even saying like hey I might I might never know what this is like for for you but I want to be here for you saying something simple like that also encouraging them to either you know or just being an open line of contact for them by saying hey I I will if you ever want to cry then talk not talk and you just need me to be there and hold you like whatever you need offer to be that person for them whatever you're available for right you can offer practical support so back to our good friends they dropped off a meal they made homemade meatballs and they brought over this fresh pasta and even like dessert they just left it at the door and drove away they just gave us our space, offered a meal. Like that was so practical and thoughtful. Uh, we just so appreciated it. Sending any sort of gift in any form, like a card. I did receive a, a couple cards from friends. You could send a gift card, a candle, anything that you would like to receive. Think about it. Like just anything to lift your spirit. Doesn't necessarily have to be like flowers. It could be like just a gift card to Target, right? Like, hey, Go do some, go walk around Target, get yourself something 
Like you need, you deserve something right now. Some things not to do is try not to talk about your own experience. You can offer that and say like, hey, you know, I've been there. Like if you ever need to talk about it or like have questions, like I've been through it too. Just want to put that out there. But don't just start stacking your story on top of theirs, right? That might not be helpful at the at that time. Also trying to like pinpoint why or <laughs> like, oh, well, did you think about? No, mm-mm. it's not open for discussion. Our feelings are not open for discussion in that way. Like just validate how I'm feeling. Tell me you're there for me. Yeah. And then trying to avoid some cliche comments like, well, um, when one door closes, you know, another door opens. Like that sort of thing. It's not really helpful. (laughs) Or I'm trying to think of the other ones. Just like, you know, you have to trust God's timing. That might be true, but that might not be what I want to hear right now. Okay. (laughs) I'm just really upset. Um, Other ones like what's meant to be will be anything of that sort try to avoid you might get cut off if you say something like that to a grieving mom it's just it's hard and like we know you're trying your best but it can sometimes do more damage like mentally we're already struggling so just say less say less and do more instead how about that wow that was heavy that was hard but that season like I said I'm I'm grateful for it I'm grateful now but I can say that five years later and two full-term healthy pregnancies later as well. Okay, I wanna share a helpful resource, Elizabeth King. She is a fertility expert, and she actually co-collaborated with me on my Future Mama program for any moms trying to conceive. Currently, I have a workout program where we collaborated, and Elizabeth King gave her best conception tips and advice for health, fitness, and lifestyle, and then there are four weeks of workouts in there with me and the Fit Pregnancy Ambassador. Oh, it is something I don't really share that often, but it is such a well-packed, full, comprehensive program, all right, for the woman who is trying to conceive whether you've already had one baby or this is your first. It's a great program. I'll link that below. But Elizabeth King herself is, is an amazing woman. She has three kids and she had them all over the age of 40 which is just incredible. And her story is amazing too. So I will link her below. But I just want to thank you for tuning in, listening to my story. I know I am not alone. And if this brought up some emotions for you, let's just all feel them together. Honor honor that time and remember that girl you used to be and that girl that got you through those tough moments, like you did that. All right. You, you survived, you came out on the other side and that's something to be proud of and and remember, right? Remember that feeling. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. This is my last episode before my birthday's next week. So actually my birthday's on Tuesday next week. So I'll have one more episode go live before the the big 34th birthday for me. And we'll have to do something special next week. Stay tuned for that. All right, I'll see you in the next one. Bye.